Well, I mean, I'll start. Fuck okay. it. Um, I'm gonna start. I can tell you a story about the valley. Okay. All right. So, um, in the mid '90s, me, the chief, and who had moved out here from Pittsburgh, we would get strung out in San Fernando Valley. And uh, who's the chief? The chief? Yeah. It's our good friend Renee that I grew up shooting dope with. Okay. Cool. Mm, Got it. I think you know when we were about. 16 years old, we were shooting liquid LSD together, you know, so we went on a long... Oh, how, how was that? <laughs> <laughs> how was that? Yeah, you know, it's just like taking acid, except there's no come on. As soon as you register, you're peaking, which is fucking incredible. Huh, yeah. I, I never thought of that. Yeah. Never thought of that. <laughs> I didn't think about it that night either. <laughs> but years later, after that, we're in the valley, and uh, we're strung out in this house together. And this young guy that we didn't know, I think John had maybe sold weed to him before once or twice. And he showed up at this house and uh, he wanted to get down and he had his mom's Volvo with him. <laughs> and uh, so when he comes in the house, we, you know, he has a little bit of money. We call the connection. You know, he seems pretty terrified and scared, which is, you know, the appropriate, you know, way to behave in that situation. And, um, you know, we get down with them and, you know, everyone's like, you know, picking away at his dope and, you know, taking what they need out of the situation. And uh, me, I remember me, Renee and, and John, we go into the kitchen and we're cutting up the dope, you know, what we can get out of his out of his money. And that guy shoots up and registers on his own in the living room. And when we walk out, we see this, you know, 19-year-old kid that we hardly know, and he's fucking blue immediately. And he's laying on that, on that living room floor. And um, so that's real good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things are going real well. You got to yeah. get it off. You've established it. It reminds me of, you know, Kurt, our friend Curtis, who passed away not too oh. long ago, and he, he did eight years in the penitentiary. I remember when I wrote him a letter this second year in there, and I said, how is it? And he was like, he wrote me back. And the first thing, the first line said, well, the main thing's not to panic. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I remember I, I, I jump on top of this kid and I'm smacking the shit out of him. You know, I'm smacking him across the face. I'm smacking him across the face. And I and remembered that um, off of Poinsettia years ago, there was a guy that went out in my living room there. And there was a speed freak who was two doors down who eventually had robbed us later. But when that guy went out, he came running over and he said to me, what you want to do is put ice cubes up his ass. Yeah. So I remember that as I'm smacking him and we run into the kitchen and we grab this ice and we come out and I pull this 19 year old boy's pants down and I spread his legs and I'm excited and terrified at the same time. And I crack that tray of ice cubes right there in between his thighs. And I, I grab this ice cube and I'm trying to shove it up this young man's ass. It's very hard to do, you know, especially without a kiss first, you know. He's not breathing and he's blue. And I look up 
And I, I remember looking at John and I said, you know, we should call the cops. You know, we should call someone is what I said. We should call someone. And I remember Renee saying, that's the last thing we're going to fucking do. And I'm shoving this up, trying to shove ice cubes up his ass and we're smacking him. And then I just stop and he's, he's, he's done. Like there's no movement out of him. There's not a breath or anything. And that was the first time I'd ever seen, I'd seen people go out before, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, cradling this, this dead kid. And, um, and that was his first time out. That was his first time shooting dope. And that was his first, he went out. Damn. I know. So we put him in, we clean him up, and we put him in. That's nice. Put him in. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't raised by wolves. You know what I mean? He didn't shave, cut his hair, <laughs> put a cooler outfit on. You're going to love the way you look. <laughs> I mean, how do you want to be found? You know? <laughs> so we cleaned him up, and we put him in his, um, we put him in his mom's Volvo. And, and, you know, the fucked up thing is like the best thing that we could come up with is we drove him a block and a half around the corner, you know, and uh, we pull him behind a liquor store. And I remember, you know, Renee just being, <laughs> Renee is just like so serious about it, you know, like, oh, we have to do this. You know, we have to wipe down the car. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, dude, you know, it's a done deal. There's not, you know what I mean? It's like 1.30 in the morning in the valley. Like, so we wipe down this car, we park it. Fingerprints are on his anus. <laughs> like, basically, I licked this kid's asshole, you know. It's like, there's no, like... <laughs> So we wiped down the car and I remember like walking back that block and a half and like no one saying anything to each other. And, and we get back in the house and, uh, you know, we're sitting there and, you know, I remember I had a rinse, you know, left over and I'm pounding these cottons and shooting a rinse and just kind of like, you know, I can't even wrap my head around what just happened. And then sure enough, like about 35, 40 minutes you know, later, and, and now it's like probably 3, 34 o'clock in the fucking morning, you know, and we hear that at the door, and I'm like, that's fucking LAPD, 100%. I knew everything. I was like, it's those, you know, those times in life where you're like, that's it, I'm going to jail, that's it. I'm busted. And Renee, Renee again, like, you know, he's like, I got this. Like, <laughs> 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 do, but, you know. Yeah. And I remember him cracking open that door just like a couple of inches and looking and John and I just, you know, sitting on the couch, like waiting. And he pulls back the door and I hear him go, buddy, where'd you go? And it's oh the kid. He came out of it, <laughs> right? Walked back to that house, came out of his, you know, which happens. <laughs> And he's standing there, gray, and Renee just puts his arm around him. And he says, come on in. <laughs> and he sits down on the couch, and Renee goes, how much money do you have? <laughs> John just goes, we should call the connection. <laughs> Well, you guys didn't run his pockets while he was fucking out. <laughs> <laughs> Did he end up being a dope fiend, the kid? We never saw him now. We never saw him. No. Oh, 
I know he got he started getting loaded with this girl Shab and Eric Bosworth that were book thieves in the valley. That was their hustle. <laughs> book thieves. Book thieves. Racking books. Nice. Yeah. I a did rack that. Rack and return them? Rack and return. I used to do that a lot at books and then there was this uh, What's you, rack and return for the for for the civilians? I mean, you know, the guys I knew, and you know, I quit stealing a long time ago, but um, the scam, that, the early scam in the 90s was you go to Thrifty's, you rack some canoe and some polo cologne, and then you take that shit to Nordstrom's because yeah. they sell it at both places. And then you return it because they have a good return policy. And then you get Nordstrom's some... Nordstrom's has an incredible... Yeah, yeah. you guys know. You're yeah. in the fucking business of returning shit all the time. So. <laughs> And, you know, so they, they give you a check right there. You know, before they yeah. got wise, it took about, you know, yeah. 20 years for them to figure it out. Yeah. And there was, there was guys I knew back in the day. There was a whole graffiti crew from the Valley. These dudes were paying mortgages from racking. Yeah. I'm talking like they were living like drug dealers on, on shoplifting. They got so brazen, they would just be like, you know what? We're stealing aquariums today. And they just go to the fucking store and like, you know, like it just got to be this crazy fucking thing with yeah. these guys, you know? Because you, if you get... If you get into shoplifting, I had my phase, you start to question the idea of paying for anything at all in the world because you're like, wait a minute, if everything's free, why am I paying for anything? So everything becomes like, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's kleptomania, right? You really, yeah. and it's a real thing with graffiti dudes. Graffiti dudes, yeah. 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 Like, well, it started with like paint, paint, right? Yeah. It was paint at first. They all started with paint. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait a minute, I can steal other shit too. And there's dudes that are just like, you know, one of my, Masters. yeah, I, I ran that racking books so where I was getting 20% on the cover of what the book was. And so in the beginning, I was just kind of like, someone told me about it and tipped me off on that. You know, I brought in a few books and then by the end of it, you know, I had bookstores giving me lists of stuff. So they, oh, they resell the bookstore? Oh, 100%. So I would steal, like, we would hit six or seven bookstores a day. We'd start at 10 o'clock in the morning. We'd end at 4 p.m and I paid a guy 25 bucks to drive me around all day. Thanks for listening to the first episode of It's All Bad. My name's Mike. Our producer is Charlie. Uh, this is Keith. Hey. And this is Russian Danny. Yo, yo. We're on Instagram at It Is All Bad, so give us a follow. And like and subscribe, and please check back to see when the next episode will drop. All right, we'll see you again soon.